welcome to the Defender Podcast, a resource to help mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. This podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, and I'm your host, Herbie Newell. It's Wednesday, February 24th, 2021, and I'm coming to you from Birmingham, Alabama. Well, today, being a Black History Month in February, we thought that we would allow you to listen in to a panel that we hosted at our Birmingham annual fundraising dinner. And our very own Josh Caldwell hosted this panel. Josh and Stacy, obviously adopted parents of two children uh, from different contexts and cultures, uh, Moses from Uganda and Richie from Haiti. And Josh was able to host this panel with uh, one of our national board members, Alton Hardy, uh, as well as our uh, domestic director, Claire Davis, as well as Mo, one of our counselors here at Lifeline. And one of the purposes of this panel was how do we talk to our kids who are adopt transracially about their home culture, their native culture, as well as just help them to understand who they are both in Christ, but also as a part of our families. And so I know that you're going to just really love hearing this panel that all of the guests at our Birmingham fundraiser dinner got to hear. But before you do hear from Josh leading that panel, I want to remind you about parent coaching. Parent coaching is a service available for any parent who needs additional insight into their child's behavior. It's tailored to each family and each child. These are 45 to 60 minute sessions filled with proven tools and techniques to use in building additional strengths in parenting. If you visit lifelinechild.org backslash parent coaching, again, that's lifelinechild.org backslash parent coaching, you can get more information and be connected with a Lifeline staff member. Again, know that you are not on your own as we wanna come and wrap around your family as you experience the gift and the joy of adoption. Hi, I'm Josh Caldwell. I'm the Vice President of International Ministries at Lifeline Children's Services. We are so thankful that you have joined this conversation about ministering to multi-ethnic families. And when I think about ministering to multi-ethnic families, I think about the different aspects of Lifeline's ministry. I think about our domestic adoption and fostering ministries or family restoration ministries. I think about our international adoption, international orphan care. I also think about counseling in our education ministry and our parent coaching ministry. So today we wanna have a conversation with you about multi-ethnic families. And I'm joined here with a panel of experts and friends, but also ministers of the gospel. And uh, we're so thankful they are here. This is Pastor Alton Hardy, the pastor of Urban Hope Community Church and on the Lifelines National Board. This is Claire Davis. She is the domestic casework supervisor and adoptive mom. Thanks for being here, Claire. This is Kimonia Brown. She is on a family therapist with our Lifeline counseling team and a licensed counselor. So thank you for being here with us. And we would love to start our conversation with Pastor Alton. And Alton, I'd love for you just to give us a, uh, a few minutes about a biblical foundation for understanding race. I always like to start out when I start talking about race, start with the book of Genesis. This is the book of beginnings, the first book of the Bible. But in the book of Acts, it tells us, uh, Acts 17, that from one man, who's that one man? Adam, God created all the other nations. And so it's from one man. There's one human race, but out of that human race, God has many expressions and ethnicities, and we call them nations, tongues, and tribes. And out of that, um, God has, has created and so as it relates to the race thing, to be biblical, there is the, the, the redeemed, 
and the unredeemed within the human race. And God, out of his goodness, is adopting from all of those tribes and nations and people groups to himself, which we call and Romans call the children of God. And so that's why I love adoption, because the whole story of redemption could be summed up in the adoption of God and calling many sons and daughters to himself. And so I love that story. That's awesome. I really appreciate you helping us to kind of start this conversation there. And then another way that we want to start this conversation is this topic of fatherlessness. I've felt this deep in my soul of just this struggle of fatherlessness in the world. So I'd love for you just to share for just a couple minutes the topic of fatherlessness and how that is impacting where we are today. Yes. Um, all research shows that fatherlessness in our world and our society is the greatest um, pathology that you see happening in our country. Um, out of that, it creates all kinds of stuff. Prison rates, dropout rates, drug overdose, you name it, suicide. It all comes out of that particular sin, fatherlessness. But on the biblical side, here again, I like to say that the first sin that was committed in this world was the sin of fatherlessness, where a son out of rebellion committed high treason and stepped away from his loving father. And from there, we get what we call the fall. We see the sin that's in the world. And I think that's, that was very creative of God to do it that way because he wants us to see when people are disconnected from me, their true father, nothing goes right. Nothing goes well. You get all of the pathologies of fatherlessness. So we just see that in the natural. When a, when a kid grows up without his earthly dad in his life or girl, we see these things that we cannot really explain. It just seems things don't go right. But here again, God in his goodness placed in the redemption story, adoption. And so children are adopted into families whereby they're cared for and nurtured. And then they get to see a snippet of what it looks like to be in a community called the church or a family, father and mother, where they're nurtured and cared for. Here again, adoption plays a big part of God's story. So that's why I like to talk about it like that. Yeah, it's a beautiful picture. Um, as we think about the ministry of adoption, um, Claire is an adoptive mom. I'm, I'm an adoptive father of two boys and Claire and her husband Joel are, have adopted um, as well. And this is something that we, we talk about um, at Lifeline, and I'd love for Claire to talk about some of the challenges and the complexities that adoptive families face. Sure. So, yeah, there's a lot of challenges. First would be something that we would experience on a daily basis, which would be just the loss of privacy. Really, everywhere we go, our family stands out just a little bit. Their whole history is kind of on display when we enter a new place. They know that my children's birth mom is not parenting them, which is a tragedy. I'd also say that another challenge would be, um, as a parent, my responsibility to um, prepare them for the world that we live in. Race and culture wasn't something I learned a lot about as a child, and so I think that the message I heard through that was it's inappropriate to talk about this or this isn't, this just isn't something we talk about. And so I'm trying to, um, through education and conversation, trying to kind of navigate my way be because it's my responsibility as a parent to prepare my children. So there's been obviously a lot of tragedies this year that um, I'm trying to talk to my kids about. And y'all, I don't know that I'm always doing it right. Um, just seeking wisdom and counsel and education wherever I can. But um, walking that line of not, 
teaching my children to live in fear, but also really bringing awareness to them about the world that we live in, which has resulted in a lot of fearful questions sometimes, um, but, but hopefully, ultimately, preparing them for, for what they may experience. Um, so yeah, those would be a couple. That. Yeah, I really appreciate you sharing that. And I think as an adoptive father, and I know Stacy and I have challenges of, of we're definitely listening and we're trying to be slow to speak. We're trying mm. to look at the word of God and we're trying to do things well, but I also know my kids ask a lot of questions. Mm. And so I'm trying to direct them back to the word of God. We want to direct them to unity in the church and those really important things, continuing to help them know that we're open to those questions, even if we don't have the perfect answer mm-hmm. in that moment. We're open for them to continue to share with us how they feel and what they're experiencing. So thank you, Claire, for sharing that. And I wanna come to Kimonia next and just ask about, thinking about the challenges and complexities on one side of this conversation, but also the beauties. Um, I'd love for you just to share for just a minute about some of the beauties you've seen as you're talking to families. It's been so delightful to me to see Lifeline families open their eyes up to transracial adoption as well as adopting multi-ethnic kids. It's been so rewarding to me. There are so many challenges that come. Claire, you mentioned some, Josh, you mentioned some as well. There's many, but our families are willing to explore these challenges as well, learn ways to work with their kids and listen to their kids when they have those questions. There's this deep passion for them to say, I want to know what my kids are going through. Mm -hmm. Even though I do not understand personally, I'm willing to listen and learn, and it's been so beautiful to me. That's great, I appreciate you sharing that. This is a question for you, Josh. How is Lifeline addressing um, some of the complexities of transracial adoption and multi-ethnic, how they're going about that? Right, and I think uh, that's a great question, and for me, it it really comes down to, and Claire and I both, we're preparing families. We're on the, the front end of the process of adoption or fostering, and so we're recruiting families and talking to families when they're first missional Christian families, when they're first saying, I want to go in this venture. We want to help through, through the home study process, through the assessment process, and then really um, being able to help educate them. And so we have, we have things through Rooted in Love, we have classes, we have books that we ask them to read. Um, and then and really we put them into a community of Lifeline, which has the ability for them to ask questions and to talk through these different circumstances. But I think what it all boils down to me, what I really want families to see, and I think from an adoptive dad, this is where this comes from, but I really want the families to experience ownership. Ownership in the the idea that their family is now forming into a new family, a brand new family through adoption. And I think if they can have that ownership of the culture, ethnicity from which their child is from, maybe it's a Caucasian family adopting a child from China, Mm -hmm. then they need to understand that they are now a transracial family, multi-ethnic family, and they need to understand what's going on in the country from where their child's from. And through training, we need to help our families see that those places will always be our children's heritage. Like my son is from Uganda, and we talk about it and pray about it. We pray for the people and the children and the missionaries and the pastors. We talk about the country um, from which they're from, and that's a part of ownership. And so I think just helping that, but then also the conversation about race and the conversation about multi-ethnic growing up in a multi-ethnic home. I think we want to have ownership of to be a listener. We want to be have ownership to learn, to read, and um, to find a place where we can help our children 
grow into a, into a good place. So we want to continue this conversation. We want to continue this with our staff, our families. We want to continue this as a board. And so we just want to encourage you as you're listening today to, to a couple of things. We'd love for you to pray with us. We need prayer for our staff, for our domestic and international adoption teams, for our family restoration, our counseling teams, and so many different parts of the ministry at Lifeline that are ministering to a multi-ethnic culture, multi-ethnic society. We want your prayer. We want your prayer to be able to point everyone we minister to, to the hope of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We also would love to ask you to partner with us in this conversation and help us continue to develop resources for our families, help us to continue to minister all around the world, in our communities and all around the world to a multi-ethnic culture and do this with the heart of the gospel at the forefront of our minds and hearts. Well, now I'm here with Josh Caldwell and I hope you enjoyed that panel. And Josh, as you just think even back on that panel and all the things that we were talking about and, and that we were looking at, especially about racial reconciliation and advice to a parent, how would you just give additional advice to families, to parents who have adopted transracially? That's a great question, because I think one of the things that I see most important when we are talking about this conversation is in, inside of the context of adoption is ownership. And I mentioned that in the panel. And uh, just a couple of, of, of things to think about is there are going to be challenges that our families are going to face but we have to think about the child. The child specifically is going to face challenges as they grow up. Assumptions, um, stereotypes potentially, or struggles that they may walk through as a child. Their identity. Um, also that children will become adults one day. And all of these topics are challenges that our children will face. And through those challenges, I think we have to think about the challenges that our children will face, but then we also need to think about the opportunities for growth and support. And so there is a, uh, a lot of resources out there and there's resources on Lifeline's website, but I want to give you just a couple of those thoughts right now about how to grow and support your family. Um, and one of those is um, just through taking ownership is really to be a prayerful parent about your child's identity and support their identity. Involve yourself in other cultures. Build human relationships. Those are some really important things that you can think about. Um, as you build human relationships, you're working with uh, your family to build relationships with people of other cultures and other heritage and other races so that you can help build healthy identity in the child from which you uh, or the, the culture and heritage from which your child is adopted from. Yeah, and I think that this is such an important topic. And, you know, even as, you know, both you and Claire as adoptive parents who have adopted transracially, you know, we're just talking about the the ways that you want to help your children identify both with different cultures here in the United States as well as around the world. Just as if you can even just leave us with what's the gospel imperative of why we want to do this? Yes, there's a practical imperative. We want our children to understand who they are, to know who they are, to appreciate who they are in fullness. But what's that gospel imperative that, that even you want Richie and Moses to get and that we want our, our families to help their children understand? Yeah, definitely want them to understand that they are created in the image of God, um, that they are created um, beautiful, that they are created in the way that he wanted them to be created. Um, 
I, I love just thinking through this in Christ, um, that in Colossians, um, and just thinking that there's here, there's no Greek and no Jew circumcised or uncircumcised barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all that's Colossians three eleven. And, um, when I think about that verse, I really just think that that sums up to me a lot of this conversation of Christ is all and is in all. And we want to point our boys to Christ and the gospel imperative that, um, that Christ is our focus and Christ is who we want to point to that he has created us diverse. He has created us with different skin colors and different cultures and different heritages. And he has done that in a way that can make this a beautiful picture of the gospel by family joining together. We can see this beautiful picture of the gospel and pointing our boys and our family toward him. So I think that is the biggest thing I think about is Colossians three eleven and um, just thinking about Christ in all and um, and Christ being the focus. Amen. And as we just this February look at especially Black History Month, it is so important that we remember that God created man in his image. He created us all a beautiful tapestry and a kaleidoscope. And so we never need to, in our biblical nature, elevate any race, any culture, any way over the other. And, and even as we pray over international adoption, or we pray over adoption, it's imperative that we remember we are never saving a child from their culture. We are never saving a child from their home country. We're never saving a child from a situation. We are ultimately coming around and being representatives of the body of Christ to wrap around a child and to love them. And, you know, I, I even know that as believers, we always wrestle with a international adoption in the capacity of America is not a better place to grow up. A Christian home is always a better place to grow up, but bio biology says so much. And so if we can wrap around biological families internationally, and if we can wrap around biological families here at home and help them be able to stand on their own feet and to love them and point them to the gospel of Christ Jesus, we would always elevate that in doing thus in a gospel-driven imperative. And so international adoption, adoption in general is a beautiful option. But we also want to make sure that we're looking for reconciliation and restoration of families because we are never, I say it again, never saving a child from their culture or their heritage. Their culture and their heritage is beautiful and every culture and heritage needs to be redeemed by the gospel of Christ Jesus. And so we're just so grateful to have had this wisdom that we got to hear from Mo and from Alton and from Claire and especially from our very own Josh Caldwell. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening to the Defender Podcast. If you enjoy making this podcast a part of your weekly routine, we'd love for you to take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review the Defender Podcast to make it easier for more people to find. For more information how you and your church can partner with Lifeline, visit us at lifelinechild.org. If you want to connect with me, please visit herbienewell.com. Follow us at Lifeline on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter by searching for Lifeline Child. You can email us directly at info at lifelinechild.org. Beloved, will you allow God to use the gospel through you to impact the life of a child? Please contact us because we are here to defend the fatherless. We'll see you again next week for the Defender Podcast. <music>